Hey yo, whose man's is this? Who you talking about, bruh? I'm talking about them dudes over there. Bro, what dudes over you there? Don't see them dudes over there. No, bro. Who, man? Tell me. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Who's Man Sisters. I'm your host, Ron Adon, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Maid. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's good, people? Finally back after a week or so. Excited to talk to y'all. And, uh, you know, we got a special uh, guest from uh, Paris, France, here with us. Uh, I'll let him introduce you. Go ahead, bro. Hey, wee wee, wee wee. Nah, nah. Uh, but for real, I got something on my heart today. I know I usually say something funny, but I want to tell you guys, like, I know some crazy stuff is happening in the world, and you probably going through your own personal stuff, but that's why we're doing this podcast, to lift your spirits, for you to have a little bit of fun while we're here. So whatever you're going through, just know that you can make it through it, smile through it, lean on your friends, and listen to who's man's. I mean, what else would you want to do? All right, so enjoy hey. the show. Preach. Wait. thought that message You must have had a good-ass time, boy. Hey, your boy. <laughs> right, your boy. Can't hit him with the high note. Oh, boy, going through some <laughs> stuff over here. You got to gotta feel it a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead, hit up the review of the trip. What were some highlights? Ah, man. So, I went to London and Paris. uh, And I think the thing that I, I, I thought about most was how fortunate I am and how blessed I am. And that when I really... I feel like we're starting off real dramatic, but I'm going to go there. But... As a <laughs> as a little kid, I don't think I ever dreamed that big. I never thought that that would be possible. But when you see like the whole ass Eiffel Tower, or you see the whole ass Buckingham Palace, and you see the whole ass other stuff that's in London, and well, I don't know what the other stuff caught. <laughs> you just kind of have to take a moment and like. Just be like, my God, how did I get here? How did this black kid from East Detroit end up here? Eastside? So, I just feel incredibly, I feel, you know what? I want y'all to know something. I'm back. I'm better. I'm about to dress better. Because let me tell y'all, they dress over there in Europe. I'm about to dress better. Your boy know like two words in French. I'm going to say that a lot more. And, uh, yeah, I'm just about to be swagged out. So, be prepared. The new, the 2.0, Brian, Wee Wee, Shockley. Uh, no, don't say Wee Wee, because that sounds weird. But, you know. All right, Ron, take it. Take <laughs> no, it. I hope that's not one of the words you heard. <laughs> what about you, Kyra? How you been living this past week or so? Good, man. Just on the grind as usual, man. I had my uh, first official weekend shift. The hospital, but it was a good one. Nothing crazy happened, so it was chill. Easy money, right? So, how long? Did, what's the hours when you work a weekend shift? Oh, it's still an eight-hour shift, So, but I, I'm just there in the morning instead of, like, half the day. During the week, I'm there at, like, it's called a swing shift, so I'm there at, like, 11.30 in the morning until, like, 8 or 7.30, 8. 
So it's like a it's a forty hour week for me compared to like the nurses who do the twelve hour shifts, three days on, three days off mm-hmm. kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's been good, man. I know you're ready for that check to come in. I wasn't gonna say anything, <laughs> but <bruh. laughs> what is it? July fourteenth. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be looking on Thursday the thirteenth at eleven fifty. I'm gonna start like, a countdown. Okay, <laughs> where the post office hey. at? <laughs> what time the mail come in? <laughs> like, what do I? What time the bank open? I might call Uncle Sam. I'm about to call. I'm about to call Uncle Sam. Like, yo, it's my first check, bro. He's up. <laughs> you mind chilling? Pay that man. Man. Alright. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's a good week. How about you, Ron? Oh, it's been pretty smooth for me. I'm just finally, you know, getting back in the chill of things after my own trip a couple weeks ago. So getting used to getting back into work and everything. But it's been smooth with me. Uh, getting ready to get for the big barbecue we got coming up in the, the month. We're gonna celebrate the birthday real big. I'm excited for everybody to come through for that. So we're getting oh, the place ready. My Ron, growing up, I remember when you were like this little, this little chap, and now he's a grown man. I ain't gonna try that. <laughs> I would be offended, but I saw a picture of myself You're from so when we were like first met a couple of days ago, <laughs> and yeah, I was like, <laughs> had no facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was doing. Oh no, you wear. were wearing rockwear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it. You were snap, snapback tilted. <laughs> yep. No, it was. It was more of a fitted. It was a fitted, bro. Yeah, the fitted was still in back then. Man. Those are wild nah, days. We didn't go back that far no more. We made it. <laughs> Alright, let's go ahead and get down to business. Everyone, y'all know why we here. If any of y'all just join us for the first time, we're going to go ahead and remind you, we are all here to identify whose man's out in these streets wilding. Some of them are out here doing good stuff, some of them are out here getting crazy paid, some of them are out here doing wild stuff. We're going to get down to all of it. So let's go ahead and start it off. Conrad, who you got out here? Alright, y'all, I'm going to talk about a little bit of sports happening this week. I guess the past couple of weeks, but the first thing we're going to talk about really is <clears throat> the big fight, <clears throat> August 26th, is all you, all the uh, boxing fans might know, uh, Mayweather and uh, McGregor. And uh, today was the first official face-to-face uh, press conference, and uh, it was wild. Uh, as you know, two big mouths talking back and forth. Um, it, it was, it was, it, 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 I'm ready for this fight, man. Like One, so it can be over with. Too, so I can see who's going to be talking after the fight's over. And right now, it seemed like a lot of people, at least at the press conference, were for uh, Connor. So, I mean, he's an underdog, but I don't know. Something's going to happen, man. And uh, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, canceling uh, Connor out on this one just because um, you just never know. In the year 2017, as you can see, you just never know what's going to happen. But there was a lot of jabs this week, um, particularly on Floyd with this whole uh, IRS issue and um, how he owes, what was it like, $22.2 million from 2015 taxes. For one year? Good Lord. 
Yeah. And, um, but like, it's hard for me to believe that he can't pay that much money when he got that much money. And, uh, Brian was talking to me earlier and we also looked at it on, on, uh, on his Instagram. He kind of backed himself up and it said, you know, on behalf of what you see and none of you, <clears throat> none of you know what you want to hear, but I've been paying Uncle Sam here. <laughs> he, he showed all his checks that he's been dropping. And uh, he paid it off. It was like what he said. Uncle Sam received about 26 mil from me in 2015. And he showed all the checks. Yeah. 26. Crazy. So. I don't know what y'all think about that, but I think a man's got the money. So. I don't know. I don't think it's true, but what y'all think, fellas? I wouldn't be surprised. I believe him. You think so? You think you you believe? I'm just saying there back? was a thirty for thirty that came out a few years ago called Broke, and I feel like every black athlete in America, because <laughs> that was mostly who was on there, should watch that thirty for thirty, <laughs> and it showed how every single time these men signed these contracts, how they said, "Oh, I can never go broke, or I'm never gonna do this." And yet, they all sat there looking old and dusted and broke. Damn. <laughs> Hopefully, they ain't doing it, but I can see it. He just seems too smart, and I feel like that's a weird <laughs> thing to say when talking about Floyd, because I wouldn't call him the most smart but <laughs> he does seem financially sound, at least. <laughs> like, I don't think yeah. besides the random, like, strip club stuff we be hearing about, it doesn't seem like he's out here doing anything too uh, crazy. I've seen an Instagram video with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I don't know. With 12 beautiful women in what looks like his bathroom, and him just throwing cash everywhere. So he may not be at the strip club, but I mean, but when the strip cameras the got come off, did those strippers leave that true. money, or did he say put true. my money back on the shelf? <laughs> <laughs> and go. He probably he probably paid them a a flat rate, you know, come through. Right. I'm gonna throw money on y'all, but y'all don't touch it because y'all already got your check. <laughs> Ain't no so. I'm probably patch y'all down before y'all leave. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much is here. We counted it. Yeah. But man, so the whole press conference, they're going at it. Um, you know, first of all, Connor was wearing a very interesting uh suit today. I peeped that. I saw that meme. And did it say did it say fuck you on it? Over and over again. That's the, the page type was made out of the little tiny fuck yous. <laughs> hey bro. That's real right there. That's, that's the awesome that trash hilarious. talk right like you just, I'm not going to say anything, but you can look at me. I'm going to look nice, but if you look real, real close. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so small that the cameras couldn't take on it. It just looked like pinstripes, so it didn't get yeah like that. Man. So that was but, I like that. But you know, Mayweather was, was talking, so he was running his mouth and everything, told his uh, bag boy, I don't know if that was his son or not, but to bring his bag over and, you know, he pulled out a $100 million check from his fight against Pacquiao. And he's like, you know, I still haven't cashed this out. You know, that's how much money I got. But I'm not even worried about cashing this. Like, 
check I got for the Pacquiao fight. And of course, uh, <laughs> McGregor had to say, yeah, tell that to the tax man. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> you know, I feel like that's going to be a, a thing for Mayweather till after the fight. Either way, he's getting paid a lot of money, like a lot of money. So, if he hasn't paid, Uncle Sam won't get that money right after the fight. He's gonna be knocking. He's gonna be waiting for him in the locker room. I just hope this doesn't, be, hope this doesn't become like a thing. So like every time he owes somebody, oh, let's go up and do another fight. <laughs> he go, all right, like hey, let me, more hey. random people. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> let's go. Hey, he gonna talk to his agent. So, hey man, who? Right, like what the fuck is it's this? When he fighting Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> what did we get here, boy? His his agent's gonna be like, "Hey, bro, man, I'm running out of people. We can't do this hey, no more." He fighting that little girl from that's the you know twenty twenty five. Right, <laughs> boy versus a twelve year old. <laughs> At this point. At, at this point, he might as well book Trump, man. We already see Trump done all the WWE and stuff, say, so. Yeah, that would be yeah, something to see. I'll pay for that. <laughs> Y'all going to pay that 100 bucks for the fight? Um, I'm sure there's a sports bar around here. So I paid <laughs> pay the 100 food and drinks that night. Don't some sports bars charge, though? I've seen two ways where it's either a cover or if you, as long as your bill is a certain amount. Which is it. smarter. Like, oh, hey, God. if you get here by this time, I would do like, but, hey, get here by this time and stay throughout the fight and you have to pay this amount and you're good. To me, that's smarter. Pay at least $25. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know I ordered a fight before <laughs> and you say, and, uh, it was cool, like having everybody here, but still, I was, I didn't see one punch landed. So I don't know if I'll do that again. Yeah, because Floyd isn't like a flashy, make a big scene for you boxer. He's just a smart yeah. Boxer. There's no like going in the corner where they're gonna be throwing blows or haymakers or each other. It's like right dance juke. Throw a little combo, <laughs> dance, juke. I just talk trash. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather wins. Ron has fought Floyd Mayweather smart twice in this podcast, and I'm not. I'm not saying he's not. Just in case Floyd listens, <laughs> okay. But I'm just insert. putting that out there. <laughs> he has many flaws, but he, he knows how to box and. He knows how to make money from boxing. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, well, speaking of more money, we're going to switch over to the NBA contracts right now because it seems like it's a hot topic as well. Boy, they get Boy. Man, man, man. That's a wrong career. Right? Okay. James Harden, man. He is living. Wait. <laughs> he's, he's, he's really living. Like, I'm sorry. They were out. He don't got to do it. He can someone say they wish that he was their man? Or did I hear that? Oh, okay, I missed that. Okay, never mind. No. <laughs> no. Where did I you thought you said that. Were you just thinking that? 
I mean, if you need a friend, <laughs> Brian, just let you, me Brian, know. You, like, be, you want him to be you your need man a friend in this world. <laughs> Everybody do. It's that was okay. my speech at the top. All right. Hey, man. James, I'm here. All right. I could drop all these scrubs. All right. <laughs> Put me hey. on payroll. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but real talk, hey, James Harden, man, if we need some sponsors. We'll put you a uh, beer gang, hashtag beer gang, on all, uh, <laughs> on all our podcasts. <laughs> you can just uh, sponsor us a little bit. <laughs> but, man, this dude is 27 years old, and he's about to be making 28 mil for four years, man. It's like, what, what am I doing with life, bro? Dude, you're older than me. I'm here waiting for my first check. <laughs> what? Definitely what? call us broke boys if you saw us. Man, <laughs> they're good kids. They're working hard. But man, twenty-eight million. So twenty-eight million. I would say. I, I would say he's definitely turned around that franchise. I can't hate, and but you would not want to lose that type of talent to True. any other team. And I mean, Hey, if I was tall and could play back, nah, fuck that. If I was tall, pay me. All right. If you want me to do something, I don't even got to play these days. <laughs> do you, I don't need you missed out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for me. Uh... 220 million. I get, I understand he's like changed that franchise and all that, but man, he needs a ring first. Right? Like, Steph Curry, I feel like Steph Curry deserve, like, earned that 200 mil, 201 mil contract. He earned it. I bet you one thing, though. Like, I bet you that that arena is true. I'm not hating or anything, but I'm just saying. Even without the ring. And that's, Ultimately, what you should be paid off of. Hey, let's be honest. They probably all deserve more. Because we know that the head well, so office should... is making way more than what they're paying. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. And on top of that, he got a $200 million deal with Adidas. Man. Like, he is paid. You good, you bro? Think about like, you good, man. Yeah, I'm good. Like, how do you compete for girls? Like, but that's so much money, bro. I, I'm not 27 no more. But like, if I was, and like I lived in Houston, how how am I gonna compete for girls <laughs> versus him? <laughs> you don't well, go James Harden will be here. Okay. Like, all right, I will be I'm there. Go to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Man. <laughs> <All right. laughs> mm. Yeah, it's it's over, man. Next thing you need to do is just grow a beard like him. Hey, I guess this is left field. To, this to is him. left field, but I, I would just start thinking about entourage. But, would you ever join James Harden's uh, entourage? Uh-huh. And what do you think that would be like? Nah. Do you all have to have beards? <laughs> nah, I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been <laughs> right. I've been right the first one out, man. Can't be lower than his. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yours has to be clean. This is untidy, so y'all have, everyone else has to be clean. Clean beard can't be longer than mine. <laughs> Maybe it goes the opposite. You, you got to shave down like nothing. He Baby face faces only. on deck. All right. <laughs> it's just, all right, Jay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather be at like. Uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook's uh, entourage. <laughs> what do you think Steph Curry's entourage is like? It's like Sunday brunch. True. <laughs> you know they eat well. They have a full meal every every meal. <laughs> Book club. You know they pray before every meal, which hey, praise the Lord, I do too. Like, they watch Scandal every Thursday with one they, glass of wine. Don't get too crazy. Don't do it. Bro, don't, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia would not like that. <laughs> Low-key, I feel like Steph Curry be wild now, but we just don't know about it. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Like, he just keeps it all on the low. On the low no yeah, just be out there on strip clothes and stuff. Just secret identity or something, man. Hey, I think him and Aisha is like Aisha or Aisha. Aisha. I think him and Aisha be out there wilding out. That's probably what makes it work. <laughs> Just get <laughs> in, the in the underground scene, right? Honey, you mind if we wild out tonight? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where you want to go? <laughs> Man. But yeah, anyways, that's it in the sports world. All right, well, then let's figure out who else we got out here in these streets. I heard about someone wilding on those Instagrams. Brian, you know what's up with that? So I got this. Um, you might not know his name. Uh, I know we don't hear it that often. It never comes up. But Car, Car, Car. Fuck it. You guys know Rob Kardashian and all this stuff that happened between him and Black China, which I still can't believe. That we are calling this grown ass woman black, B L A C, China, C H Y N A, <laughs> in 2017. And we think that's okay, but hey, that's another story. And all the stuff that Kim and uh, I don't know the other sisters, but the Kardashian twins decided to, or their brother decided to release last week. Um, I'm not going to go through all of it because I know at this point everybody probably has probably read through it or at least heard the jokes about it, but some stuff has come from it. Like Black China is now suing Rob for revenge porn and defamation. And I heard that Rob is suing China for, uh, domestic violence. So it's a lot of stuff what? going. I, hey, I don't know. Whoa. That's my very first time hearing about that one. But something I'm wondering because I've seen both sides of it. Like, hey, you've been, I've been that guy. No, no, no. Let me be clear. I have never, never been Rob Kardashian. I have never been <laughs> in this circumstance. <laughs> but I've had my heart broken. I've had my girl, you know, not be there with me. And I know how tough that is. But on the other side of it, we all know the Kardashians are 
the next level up from trash. Maybe not even the next level. So, on one end, you see people celebrating like, hey, let's bless this young black queen for uh, penetrating the, the fortress, if you will. Now, on the other side, it's like, well, damn, how could she do this man like this? Where do you guys fall at? Like, do you feel sorry for Rob? Or do you feel for Black China? Or do you not give a damn? I don't give a damn <laughs> about them. <Yeah. laughs> I'll tell you right there. Second because, one. man, first of all, like everyone said on, like, everybody knows this on Twitter, like, saying that it looked like everyone knows who Black China was before Rob did. Like, you knew exactly who she was, right? So I'm just like, why do you seem all of a sudden surprised? Just because you pay for her surgery, she thinks she's going to be for you? You should have paid for your own surgery. Damn it. And to your point, <laughs> to your point, if you ain't know who she was, well, her kid is running around your mama house because your sister is messing with her baby daddy. Like, how... <laughs> Like mm. how 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 did you put yourself? How did you think this was gonna end, Robert? Right, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> yeah, I know Robert don't got no friends. You just know it. <laughs> he got some. He got some paid friends. If that's the case, because well damn, made. if one of y'all did that shit, oh, no. I don't even know, bro. We wouldn't let that fly, Conrad. Over, if if you even tried, I'd be like, look. Here's what you're not going to do. <laughs> Is that. Okay? <laughs> you're not going to do that. Okay? <laughs> Man. Uh, not on my watch. <laughs> what do you guys think about um, Black China now suing Rob? Because he did do um, an illegal thing with releasing new photos and videos of her. Uh yeah, I said from the very jump when I saw he was doing that, that that was trash. And I was hoping that there was something that, that she could do. So I'm glad that they live in a state where they got laws in place. Because this is a legit case she got. Because they got the laws in the books. Man. I just, I ain't gonna lie. I just feel like uh, all this is set up. And that somehow they're gonna make more money off of it. And again, They'll always be okay. Get back together? They might get back together because, hey, that'll be like a a show somewhere. Like, oh, we made it. Let's get back together and show everybody. They'll figure out a way to make yeah. money. You're so right. Bro, I'll be, I'll be so furious if that happens, man. Because mm. at this point, then, people are just paying. You just, just do something stupid. Continue to do stupid stuff and you'll be famous. You make $200 million just like. James Harden. I was talking about like this family right. uh, with my girl over in Europe last week, and we were talking about like I don't know why are we talking about this? <laughs> a quick little stunt job. I just, I just, yeah. <laughs> I think wait, that. what? <laughs> um, you just have to jump yes. over in Europe All real right. quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that. Uh, you drinking a champagne while you saying that right now? You petting your cat? What's Thank going you. on, bro? When you guys it was Chardonnay. Thank you. Jeffy <laughs> 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 Baguette. It was a... <laughs> 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 no, 
not play with. (laughs) She was telling me about this um, documentary that she watched, which why the hell are people making documentaries off of these people? Uh, But it's interesting because if you think about the Kardashians, they rose to fame based off of the downfall of a black man. They became famous. Their dad became famous because he was a friend, a supporter, and legal defense for OJ. And then their dad passes away. They, uh, I don't want to say transform, but they move that story on to Kim doing what she does, which I think we all know what she does at this point. And now they have this reality show that becomes huge and we're watching them eat salads and talk about nothing and discuss points of their life that are not relevant to anything happening and they are the most famous people on earth. And I don't even know how, like, how did we let this happen? I feel like we did this. Do you guys feel the same way? Have you never been done like <clears throat> the Mean Girl click in high school or in the Mean Girls movie? I feel like that's basically what they ended up being. True. Yeah. Low key, it is. That movie classic. (laughs) No, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the scenes in that movie. Like, what I will say is, Black China, go ahead and get your money, Rob. Go ahead and keep your money and move on. Don't nobody care about this. But I mean, if you got some other like juicy stuff you want to drop, like about Ti and Tiny and all that stuff, which was kind (laughs) of. I was low key looking like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, we're gonna bring other people this? Okay. <laughs> Keep going. But if you don't have nothing else juicy, just leave us out of it. Alright. That is real. Alright, let's go ahead and wrap up this section now. We know who's out here in these streets. I'm sure there's gonna be some more people out here doing something crazy between now and next week. Let's talk a little bit, something a little bit more positive. If y'all got anything y'all want to drink to this week, some some good things going on hey, out there. I got something, and I'm going to use two hashtags here that is going around social media. One is Black Boy Joy, the other Black Girl Magic. I just want to say, I drink to my people. I want everyone to feel like they can dream bigger, do better, see more. We can do so much because we are so dope. And I've seen it abroad. I've seen it locally. And I just feel like, man, we can do whatever we want to. And I'm so inspired by, like, my friends. I'm so inspired by my people. And I'm just so happy to be black and dope and cool. I don't know if I'm that cool, but I'm going to say I'm cool. And, yeah, I drink to that. Hey, hey! I raised one up for that. <coughs> Love it. We, we, y'all want to end on that? Nope. That was a good. Brian, yeah, man, I, sure you don't. You don't. Be, you don't run for president, man. 
So I wasn't going to tell you guys until episode 20. We can. But I get where y'all going. <laughs> the, <laughs> the secret's out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then let's go ahead and jump right on into some of our thoughts. So, you know, we go always like to close on our show. We're just talking a little bit about what's on our mind. You know, you guys can talk to us about what's on your mind as well, hitting us up in our inbox. But and we actually do have a letter we're going to read today. But first, we're going to start off by just talking a little bit about something that is important and dear to all of us and is important to everyone in this country and in this world. <laughs> the release of Jay-Z's album 444 came upon us and the world was enlightened. It was... I'm, okay, it's, it's, it's a lot of things with the album that I want to talk about. I'm going to wild out, so I'm going to chill right okay. now. Okay. And I'm going to make sure we'll be talking all of it. So first, just, just tell me y'all initial thoughts. You make me not even want to be nice. <laughs> Go like, ahead. Tell, tell me what you really You really thought. make me want to hate on Before it. I make it worse. But I'm going to let you live. I'm going to let you live. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I want to I know what you thought. Let's get into that first. Hey, the album was exactly what I wanted from Jay-Z. As a 44-year-old married man, father of three... I wanted this album. This is what I've been wanting from Jay-Z for so long. And I think it's important for hip-hop. I think it's important for black men. I think it's important for black culture. And uh, I think he can go even further. Like, I'm hoping that he takes this. And I love what he's doing right now with dropping, like, these little... um, uh, documentary clips and videos and stuff like that. And I hope he takes this to the next level and kind of helps to push us further, which if you think about it has been the main, uh, critique for him and Beyonce. Well, Beyonce kind of helped with this last album, but now Jay-Z has joined her by saying, Hey, push our culture further. We keep, we think of you as a king. We think of her as a queen. You should let you should lead our people into the right direction. So uh, I hope he. I hope. I I think it's really good. Go ahead, Conrad. What about you? What you think about it? Dope, 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 dopeness. That I listened to that album at least. I don't know. Like I can't count anymore because for me, when I listen to music, I the first thing that attracts me is the soundtrack. So. Right off the bat, I was just glued in. And then after that, I started listening to the lyrics, and he was just speaking. <clears throat> he was just pouring. To me, he was like pouring his heart out into his music, and with his like apology, and with like Brown saying like the black culture, and it was just, it was a lot to take in. So you really had, to me, I feel like you really have to listen to that album multiple times to like get the message. You can't, it's not one of these albums that you can just listen to in a, in a week and feel like you know what the album is. Like, I've, there's still, like, when I go back and listen to these, his songs, there's stuff that I missed, and I'm just like, yeah, your boy's back, Ron. He never left, but he went back on a bigger very, platform. Very true. I mean, I got to say, I think it was God destined for my girl to be out of town that night when that one was released, because I was definitely up till just 2 in the morning, just putting it on repeat. <laughs> 
Like, I was allowed to wild out properly. I really feel great. <laughs> but I would say, just like Brian said, I would say it was exactly what I wanted from him. The subject matter was exactly what I thought it should be. He he addressed things. He, he addressed everything I think he should have and whether he did it properly. You know, we can talk about that a little bit later. But I think overall that he touched on all the things that people were, were hoping to get from him. And even put in some surprises in there, like talking about his mom and her coming out and all that. And I don't think anyone saw stuff like that coming. So it was great. It's great that he continues to be so personal in his music and that he took it to a whole other level with this one. Like he's always been out there, but he definitely has been. This is probably the most revealing work of art I've heard. Hey, Ron, and the fact that he, like, if you listen to some of the lyrics, it kind of. I mean, I wonder, like, when did he start this project and when did he finish? Because he added, like, the line about, ah, uh, uh, man, I'm going to forget his name. The civil rights icon. Ah, oh, man, I should not do this. Al. D-Ray? No. Not Al. Al Sharpton. Al, Shar- Al Sharpton with yeah. the whole picture. So, it was oh, like, yeah, that was two yeah. weeks ago. So, man, was, or three weeks ago. He, he's been recording this up until now. And then how far back does all of, all of this go? And I think that's really dope. That's the one dope thing about us being in like the digital area era is that hey, you can record your your artistic thought up until when you feel like you're finished, and we'll be here. You can drop it whenever you want to, and it really helps when you own the right. <laughs> you own it. <laughs> you can drop it whenever you want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine telling Jay Z like at title like, "Hey Jay, you said you were gonna release it at 11 It's eleven, bitch! I I signed your paycheck last night. I'm dropping at eleven oh three. Right? <laughs> Who said they man's in here? Who took up your fire? It's dope though. All right, so let me get some of y'all thoughts on some. Specific parts of it. Connor, you talked about this a little bit that you've been bumping in on repeat. So, what do y'all think the replay value is? How long do y'all see yourself listening to it? So, I listen to the album first thing in the morning when I run to the gym. So, that's my start off of my day ever since it dropped. So, I I think it's an album that's going to be played over and over and over. I think it's a classic already. So replay value, I don't think it gets boring. At least to me, it's not it's not got boring yet. Yeah. So, um, I don't. I'm not even going as far as to say like, oh, best album of the year or, oh, Kendrick, watch out. But I want to keep it just on Jay Z. I think it is definitely something like every time he releases another, which I think the team that they have over at Rock Nation. And even if you want to add Beyonce's team over at Parkwood, they're geniuses because they know how to keep people interested and involved. So every time he releases like a little piece from it, it makes me want to go back and listen to the full album because it gives me a little more, gives me like a little bit more perspective as to, okay, what were you talking about? What were you feeling? I know what I took away, but now I know like, Oh shit! You and Beyonce were going through the same thing that I thought I was going through. So I think it's definitely 
will I think it definitely will be replayable, um, especially through this upcoming tour. Yeah, that tour is definitely going to be pretty dope. I already got my tickets on deck, ready to be there. I'll, I'll show up to the state <laughs> right now, honestly, if they told me that the doors are open. And I just wait. We will never record another <laughs> podcast until Rod. <laughs> I'm going to wait, though. Hey, Rod. This is going to be a big-ass echo. <laughs> Do you think wait? that the show... Here's what I'm curious about. So, Jay-Z uh, has been doing this for 20-plus years. Does he make this tour all about the new album? Like, how do you build a tour around this personal album? Is my question. What are, What do you expect? I don't think he could possibly. I want to say okay. What I expect is that the, he will play the album in its entirety, which at his normal running time is about thirty six minutes. So, if he did that and that was it, I'd be pissed. But I think that what he will do is kind of extend on it more, maybe add in some some of those videos, maybe some extended footage, you know, talk a little bit more, just something to draw it out, and then that part of the majority of the show, and then I expect him to close it out, you know, going through the hits, doing it usually does take about a good 10 minutes to talk to the crowd, and then probably close with, like, a big number, and that'll probably be when he brings out a surprise guest whenever he does those, those things. If he does anything different from that, then I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised. Would you be upset if it turned into... Just like, hey, Jay-Z's Greatest Hits. And we're going to sprinkle in a few of the new tracks. Would you be upset? No, I'd love that. You would still love it. The only reason I wouldn't and like that because I think it would take away from the production value because they just feel like it has such a cohesive sound to it when you play like the full thing start to finish. That has a general tone that you don't get from the rest of his music, like especially with the subject matter, what he talks about. It doesn't fit with the rest of his career. You know what I kind of wish he would have done? And I know that this is left field, but and he's going to make a lot more money doing what he is doing. But I wish he would have did like a theater tour or like a intimate tour and did only the the album and maybe other cuts from his career that are relevant to the album. Where he was like, hey, song cry, throw that in there. Hey, I was saying this at this age, but here's where I am now. Like, almost like a, um, what did he do? Uh, a musical that? act? Like that B-Sides concert? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Where it's so intimate, and it's like, man, I learned a lot about Jay-Z tonight. I, I'd love that, too. I thought that would be cool. That's basically church for me. <laughs> 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 y'all want y'all want to add Jay Z with that? <laughs> <laughs> if you ever would see it, Jay-Z, if you do that, sure you owe. All right, I just want you to know. If that. you hear this, Jay Z, and you take this idea, <laughs> we will come for All you. All right, Kanye sued you. We will sue you too. Okay, Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of that, that's a very nice thing I want to talk about too. So there were definitely some lines in there in the song throughout the whole album. I should say that were sprinkled that could be interpreted as being shots at Kanye, but then there are some that were for sure shots at Kanye, like within the Kill Jay-Z song, right off the bat, he talks about how he gave Kanye 20 mil just for him to turn around and put all their business on stage like that. What did y'all think about like what he said about him, the whole him and Kanye situation? I feel like 
I feel like he wasn't even like it was like a shot. It was more of like a big brother like disappointed in his little brother. Like just like saying like I try to help you out, you know, I understand like things don't work out, like people don't like you, but like your attitude sucks. Like the way you're basically like the way you're reacting to everything in life is not what you need to do. And I felt like in Kill um, Kill Jay Z, that was what it's the tone to me sounded like. It wasn't more of like a, I'm gonna call you out or throw shots at you. I'm just gonna speak my mind because you know I don't know if they're gonna be friends again or whatever it is. But that's what it seemed to me like. Big Brother talking to you, you either gonna take his message and be like you're right, or you're gonna beef with him after for no apparent reason really. But that's how I looked at it. Yeah, I'd agree with that because I think even, I also didn't take it to me so much as a this shot at him as more so of like a tough love shot which I think him and Kanye do to each other pretty often and like I've said before you know in conversations I've had with Brian and others that I don't think Jay-Z's personal character is as great as his rap career is but you know I think someone like Kanye I don't know like I would say I just don't see him and Kanye meshing together again to the point where they're making music like they were before I've heard stuff about like you know there's not really any beef between them they are friends but I don't think we'll ever get a Watch Throne 2 or anything like that. No, I totally agree with Conrad. Like, and if you think of, like, I almost think back to when Kanye made that whole, um, if you remember the BET 106 in part, when him, when Kanye and 50 Cent were releasing the album on the same day, they had all that promotion, who's going to sell the most. Obviously, we all knew Kanye was going to beat him. But he, he had Jay-Z that. come out. We knew it at that point. Jay, uh, 50 was washed at that yeah, point. you're right. Okay, I ain't going to try to fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if you think back to it and when Kanye explained like how he made Big Brother, that, or is it called Big Brother? Yeah, it's called Big Brother. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you think back to that, I agree with Conrad. Like, this almost seems like a natural progression from that song. Like they've had some time. They've been really cool with each other. They've achieved new heights. They've started family since then. And now they are not on the same page, which is fine, but it's not like Jay-Z is starting like a beef with Kanye. It's more so like, well, Jay, what the hell were you thinking? And yay, what the hell were you thinking? Like, I thought we were brothers. And why are we not on the same page? And I hope that they personally are cool. But I could see... you. I mean, you look at the way Kanye has kind of gone over the last eight years. And you look at how Jay-Z has gone over the last eight years. I would never expect them to be in the same place. Or even on... I wouldn't expect them to be talking to each other, just how they are now. Um, that's probably harder for you to hear, Ron. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy how he addressed it, because if he didn't address it, it would have been something. All right, so let's go right into the last thing I want to talk about then, which is, I think it's been a little bit less publicly well-received, which is his apology to Beyonce. How did you think about the way he approached that? The same way, man. Like, 
I feel like you can see, I mean, it sounds weird from someone like me at 26 saying I can see how mature he's he is in his music, but in, in reality, he is. He, like, <laughs> I feel like that's the most, because like you said, Jay-Z, I don't see Jay-Z as a, an emotional person in his rap, as far as, like, opening himself up to and being vulnerable and something like this, and that was a big step for him, and that's just growth. That's just wisdom. That's how it shows. Like the older you get, the wiser you become. In in some, I guess you should say, in some aspects. But he he took something that he knew was like going to either hurt him as far as like fans. I feel like, especially with like the female audience, they could have taken it either way. Like you know, well, damn, he really was a cheater, and this, this, and that, and or like the praise he has got that. It took a lot of heart and, you know, guts to confess to something like that and to apologize to your wife. Like, like he he understands what marriage is. And I mean, to me, I feel like it's a great example because people think always think that marriage is kumbaya, like, oh, we're going to live happily ever after and no problems, no issues. But he addressed it like, yo, I messed up. Like, I know I didn't see it then. I know, like, I wasn't there, but like, I'm here now. And I think that was dope to me. As a, as a male, especially as a black male, seeing that from an entertainment side where it's always divorce, 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 you know, I'm taking this, I'm taking that. It's, you usually never see someone owning it to them, owning their mistakes, and especially on a platform like his. It's like, I don't put my business out there. I don't care because you're my wife. This is my wife with Beyonce. Like he says, like, I'm going to say what I need to say to keep her and to make sure, like, I'm the I'm the the real father, the real man that I'm supposed to be. And that was dope to me. Right. Okay, Brian, what'd you think? We've all seen Lemonade, yep. right? That Rana yep. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than a person. <laughs> I've seen it. I can, that. I, can, I can feel it in his voice. Yep. Don't mention that again. <laughs> I will be completely honest. When I first heard it, I was like, wow, I can't believe she's putting him out there like that. When I heard it the second time, and I've heard it a few times because I think, because, hey, Beyonce fans, Beehive, I love her. I just want you guys to know that because I don't think you guys always You got your mind on like every episode for a while. I am, and I am. Uh, (laughs) But I thought, okay. This is not all about him, but Beyonce is is speaking to any relationship. But man, when I heard his album and I heard how um, honest he was, I was like, man, that's one. It showed me how real it is to be in a relationship. Like I've, I've been in a relationship for two years and we've gone through some stuff, but to be married to a person and be committed to a person, that takes a lot. And it don't matter how much money you have, it don't matter how much or how little money you have. Like, it's still the same stuff. Like, nothing, I don't want to say nothing, but most of the stuff he was mentioning, I feel like any relationship would go through. Like, trying to grow up as a man and trying to be um, committed and, making sure that you're there and present and all that stuff. Uh, I I appreciated his honesty. What I don't appreciate 
and I'll say this right now, is some of the response. If you're on Twitter and you're a black man thinking that your woman is, <laughs> and you're thinking this is a defense to use against your woman, oh, Jay-Z did it and Beyonce took him back. If Beyonce can do it, who do you think you are? If you really think that's a defense, you probably should not be with any person at this point in time. Ever. (laughs) Ever. Like, grow up. Okay? This man, this grown, rich, rich, like rich, rich man with Beyonce. Like, if you've never heard her name before, you've never heard of her, look her up. Beyonce, the biggest thing on earth. He even went through it and had to humble himself and make himself presentable to his wife and make sure that she understood that he was mentally, physically, emotionally ready to continue the relationship. And even then, she still... (laughs) Released a whole album, a whole video album, saying, maybe I'll keep you. And then it took people halfway (laughs) through the album to figure out that she actually did keep him. Like, if you're not willing to do that, hold your tweets, hold your Facebook posts, hold your Instagram random posts, because your girl simply may not keep you. And she probably shouldn't, because uh, sometimes we ain't shit. Brian, can I say something you just made me think of? <laughs> what? What if she dropped Lemonade and in that album she announced that she was divorcing Jay? Dog, could you imagine how the whole world would have changed? <laughs> I wonder what the album would have been like then. The entire <laughs> Jay-Z's album would have changed. <laughs> the very last minute of the album. Oh yeah, I divorced that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Well. And that's the first time Jay Z finding about it too. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Hey, B, I just recorded this. What do you mean? <laughs> we talked about this. Alb. Man, that is great. I, uh, well, look, I, go ahead. It felt Mark. really. No, I was just saying it felt really good for a black man and Jay Z. Let's be. We ain't said this yet. He's 44 years old. Like, he's old enough to be one of our daddies, if you think about it. In a way. Kind of. That's creepy, but kind of. Barely, but yeah. <laughs> you know. You're, re- you're reaching, but I feel you. Hey, I, I know some them. people in high school who will be 44 with one of us as their child. Um, but uh, Jay-Z, the fact that he was so honest. I always, I always have this discussion with my friends. Like, as a hip-hop artist, there are different paths you can follow. There's the Jay-Z path, and there's the LL Cool J path. And I think Jay-Z continue, and they both continue to define, like, hey, if you want to be successful in this genre, you can follow either one of these two paths. And I feel like a lot of our hip-hop artists choose to buck that trend and try to do their own thing. And they always end up not quite achieving that that level. I'm looking at you, T.I. I'm looking at you, uh, T.I. I'm just going to go with T.I. Because I'm like, T.I., you can do so much better. 
Like, what are you thinking? You don't live too far from T.I. <laughs> so. <laughs> you're right. Nelly. I'm looking at you, Nelly. Like, you gotta you definitely out. don't want to get, get Nelly on your door. <laughs> Again. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> you have a band-aid on your door one day. You come home. You're going to know something up. All the same lunatics, too, because you know they don't do nothing now. But <laughs> Nope. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I mean... I, I'm not even going to say anything much more on it. I agree with you guys pretty much 100%, so I'm not going to beat the dead horse. I'm, you know, I've already stand out enough. Can I ask but you, Ron? Of course, if it, just one question. What's that? I want you to stand out one more time. Like, how excited... How excited are you to, one, have... Even though I know you are a Kanye fan, and that's your number one, but your ultimate has come out with a great album... It's coming out with an uh, uh, anticipated tour, and everybody's celebrating him. Like, how do you feel? If I had, <coughs> sorry, if I had to rank them, I would say it goes the very best is the reception it's received. The second is the album itself, and then the third is the tour. Now, the, I just love when I woke up on Friday morning and saw all the love that the album was getting on Twitter because I didn't even check it Thursday night. I didn't even want to hear anyone else's outside opinion. Because I didn't want to be by it. <laughs> I didn't want to be pulling up somebody's door instead of going to bed. <laughs> so when I saw that, it kind of it really just made my day. Because, you know, I am a fan of a lot of hip-hop artists and a lot of people out here who aren't necessarily the best personal characters. So it's not nothing new for me to wake up and one of my favorite artists is being slandered deservedly. So for me to wake up and actually see them being praised for once, that just felt awesome. And then that used to go right alongside with it that I loved. That made for a really great weekend. I felt like it was just a dope environment. It's like a dope vibe. It's already set out for the weekend. Now the tour itself, I mean, yeah, I'm very excited for it. And I'm super happy to be going. But I've already seen Jay live twice. And I've seen him with Kanye. Like, as you mentioned, not one of my favorites. So I don't even expect this to be my favorite show from him. But I'm just, you know, excited to be seeing my fave out there again. To see him do the thing. I will say this. Jay-Z is the greatest touring hip-hop artist of all time. It's a great show. Like, from start to finish. And I've been to Kanye, I've been to Jay, I've been to Drake, I've been to Kendrick, I've been to other people. Man, I feel like Jay-Z gets it. It's almost like he learned from someone. Like, maybe Michael or Janet. I don't know who he could have possibly learned from. I mean, he laid the blueprint out himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and wrap it up and with our last closing thought. We're actually going to take one of our letters. So we're going to take our very first letter. I'm, I'm excited about this. Now, now, if anyone else out here wants to send a letter, you can hit us up in our podcast email, which is whosemanspodcast at gmail.com. So that's W H O. M-A-N-S podcast at gmail.com. You know, we'll do it just like this. We'll read it out loud. We'll talk about it. You know, you can get some of our thoughts and let us know what you're thinking about as well. All right. Now, I got to admit, it's been like probably a decade since I had to read something out loud like this. So I feel like I'm back in grade school where you have to read your chapter in front of the class. So if I stumble upon something, y'all better let me live. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. But after that, just know it's coming. <laughs> Rules of Westbrook. You know what? I ain't even gonna surprise. 
say one guy's name wrong. <laughs> Y'all gonna be in the episode. Today, Junior. <laughs> All right. So this letter is from somebody that's a friend of ours who chose to remain, remain anonymous. But, you know, we appreciate you showing us the support. So here it goes. Hey, y'all. I've really been enjoying the content you've been putting out so far. So kudos to you. My question is for Brian. In the last episode, you mentioned you don't like saying the N-word, hearing it, or even hearing it from your friends to say it in front of you. Can you explain... Can you explain why you don't like the term? Can you explain why you don't like the term? Obviously, the version that ends in ER is a problem for everyone, but it sounds like you have a version, a problem with the version that ends in A as well. I can totally understand refusing to say it, but why can't your friends say it in front of you? Assuming a, a majority of your friends are black, don't they have the right to say it in general? Would appreciate your thoughts and interested to hear your perspective. All right, Brian, so go ahead and kick us off. What's your thoughts? Well, first, is this person a uh, uh, male or female? It is a female. All right. Well, hey, Miss Female, if if my boy Ron were single, I would totally hook you up with him because you sound like a great, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a great, a great young woman. All right, and I feel confident saying that. All right, and we love you over here. No, nah, but uh, to to answer your question, uh, I am not a fan of the N word. I'm not a fan of, and and honestly, I've, I said it earlier in the episode, and I know that, so people may point that out, but I'm not a fan of it, however it's spelled or however it's said. Um, in my opinion, it's a very hurtful word, and I know that because of, obviously, the definition. I know it because of how I feel when people say it to me. I know it also because of how my parents or my grandparents have told me that it makes them feel now to your question around like my friends it's not that i like i can't force my friends to say anything i can and they'll tell you that like i i can't do anything to them if they say a word all i can ask is that they respect me and they respect my feelings to that word and that they try not to use that word around me. And it's not that I'm trying to control them. It's not that I'm trying to uh, change the conversation that's happening. It's just that, hey, I'm asking them to respect me. And if they feel like they can't do it, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm good with like going away from that conversation. But in my opinion, that word is not necessary. To me, it means it only means hurt hurt and it means disrespect and I feel like I know some people are going to say hey we own it and now it's a term of endearment and and we can use it but in my opinion honestly I don't I don't own any words if I did I would have trademarked them by now and made some money off of them and there's so many other words or Phrases that you can use for uh, encouragement or terms of endearment that I would prefer. So if you're going to use the N-word to call me a brother, why not just call me a brother? That's kind of how I stand. And I get that from, uh, I, I think of like this great message from 
to me, my spiritual grandmother, who I love, who's Maya Angelou. And the people who know me know I love her. She said something like, hey, when you let negative energy into your space, you become that energy. So I just choose not to, I choose not to do that. What do you guys think? Am I off or how do you guys feel? Well, quick question before I even tell you that. When you're listening to rap music and you know the lyrics to it, are you saying the word or not? I usually don't say it. Honestly, I don't say it. The only time I do say it is if it is a really creative rhyme. What? <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, what? I know that sounds crazy, but that's, <laughs> the, only, that's the only time I'll like, say it. Because I'm like, well, that was really unique. That's really creative how you did that. <laughs> Just, oh, that was a good line. I try not to use it ever. I try not to use it. I think that's the best way to put it, Brian. Though, is like because I don't know. The way I feel about it is, I also like try not to say it or you know try not to use it. However, there's sometimes in context, especially when you're speaking with you know your black friends or even in like our group chats and. You it'll end up you'll end up saying it because the way I feel like even the way society has turned I don't want to say it's it has has changed the way um, the n word is used um, you have everyone saying it and so it's so hard for it's so hard not hard but it's like it's it's weird to think that our race as black people is the only one that uses has used a racial slur as an endearment. And yes, I feel like our race has been the most affected by racial slurs, but I always think about it. I never hear like Hispanics or Mexicans use their slur, racial slur that they people use against them as endearment with each other. And so I always think about that. Like, why can't we not say the word? You know, why is that we have like why is it such like why is it taken into us an endearment? To me, I'm just like if it's something that's negative, but at the same time, I'm st- I'm still caught using it sometimes with my friends, and mm-hmm. but then it's so I know I feel some type of way when a white person say it. It doesn't matter even if we're like boys. I just feel some type of way. It's just like this something like in your heart, like that turn, like oh boy, why'd you say that? Like I have friends on social media who are white, and some of them just say it, and I still I'm I'm just like. So you say that, what do you really say when I'm not there? You know? Mm. So it's it's hard because white people have that argument. Like, you guys make it so okay to say in music. So when I'm listening to music, I'm like Ron just said to you, Brian, if you're listening to music, do you say the N-word? But then you have like the entertainment world where these rappers are encouraging. You know? Like, they'll go on concerts and they'll put the mic out when it's yeah. time to say that, you know? And I don't know if you realize it sometimes. Like, if you look at a Kendrick crowd, it's a huge majority is white folk. I went to Chance any concert, the, any rapper. The rapper, yeah, it was at least 70% white. So I'm just saying, like, if you're a rapper and that's in your lyrics and your crowd is white and they're paying for your stuff and you put the mic out, they're going to go high up and say it. You know, so I don't know. It's 
I'm with Brian. It's just like it's a way we should just not use it. But at the same time, it's hard with our culture the way we've made it to use it. So like, use it as a joke. Use like this dude, or like you know, instead of saying this dude, you're gonna say it. Like so, it's just I don't know. It's it's a word that's never gonna. It's gonna have hurt, and it's always gonna have humor to it too. So. Where do you draw a line? I don't think it'll ever disappear. I don't think that line will be cleared and say, you don't say this and don't say that because just the way culture and society has changed. So before that word was very hurtful and very, even if the ER, the, the GA, like, you know, it's just, it's, it's changed. I mean, I always think about that white teacher and that black student. (laughs) You ever see that, uh, you guys ever see the, uh, news, they're like making a big thing about it right now with uh, Snoop Dogg and Jamie Foxx watching it with that teacher who was saying the the difference between the white teacher, male teacher, old guy describing the difference between using ER and GA to his students. Oh, I see. oh you guys should see it. It was like this white dude saying like, "Oh, I use a nigga. I use a nigga because saying nigga and saying nigger are two different terms." Like, I always hear my students say, nigga, please, nigga, please, nigga this, nigga that. So I figured, why not use it with them? <laughs> so it's it's actually like, it's like, it's humorous because this white teacher feels like these students in my class, predominantly black students, use this word every day in communication with each other and with other students. And that's when things happen and get done. And he's like, so I took it in my hands to say, I'm going to use it too. A student doesn't want to listen to me, so I told them, nigga this or nigga that. And so in, my, in my opinion, there's there's never been a difference between the, if you will, A and the ER. Like, they're the same word. However you choose to spell it or say it, it's still the same meaning behind it. And I understand people are going to say, well, no, if I say the A, that means like, I'm being nice. If I say the ER, I'm not being nice. No, you, you, that's how you, that's how you're delivering it. But how someone receives it is not in your control. And, but isn't it under your control how you choose to receive it? So you're choosing to receive it the way, in a negative way. Very true. So, like, if a white person uses the A versus the ER, it doesn't matter. I could still feel the same type of reaction either way. So regardless of what your intention was in delivering that, if I receive it in a negative way, I don't want it around me. I don't want that negative energy around me. And I feel like they're both negative, in my opinion. So let me ask you this question. You have... So let's say you have two friends. One's white, one's black. They grew up together in the same area. Okay, for instance, Eminem. He's a dude from, you know, Detroit, heart, you know, the hood. He's grown up in, like, black culture. So as him, if he says it, does that make you feel some type of way? I would never listen to it. I Compared- would never support Eminem again. And he's my favorite rapper. It's just this. So let's just put that out there. What about you, Ron? What do you think? 
I mean, I feel like my personal viewpoints are kind of all over the place because I'll start by saying the way personally, I use the word freely when I want to. So my general rule of thumb is that I don't use it around anyone that I wouldn't feel comfortable using it around me. So with most of my friends being predominantly black, when I'm around my friends, I say it all the time. When I'm around coworkers or even family, because I don't swear around family, I, I never say it. So it's all about, about it's all about context for me. And then when it comes to like Brian was saying the way that I receive it, to me, whether you use ER or GA, it really can't be negative. It can't have a negative impact on me because either you're going to say GA as a way to like be my friend or you're trying to use it in a way to hurt me. But even if you're using it in a way to, to try to hurt me, it's not going to hurt me because it's just not going to have that impact on me. And I know that the, the word, I know that, um, that for someone older that has been used to them their whole life and used more harshly, it is going to carry a certain weight for them. But just to me personally, I grew up in an all-black neighborhood. I didn't start hanging out with people who weren't black until I got to college. So the word has n- honestly never been used at me in a negative way. So I think that's, it's easy, a little bit easier for me to carry it that way. And I'll admit that freely. Yeah, and I, I want to make something clear based on the question. Like, I have some of the dopest friends ever. And I, I love them so much that they will never know how much I love them. But they use the word. And my only request to, especially my best friends, is that, hey, I don't like overreact or I don't, I don't try to. I probably do. But I don't try to overreact when they use the word. I just say, hey, if you don't, if you, if you could, could you refrain from using that word? But when I know, I know when I'm going to be like in a group of black people or I know when I'm going to be in a group of people, period. It's not like I jump in and say, hey, you guys shouldn't be doing this. How dare you do this in my presence? I don't do anything like that. I just, if if I feel uncomfortable, then I'm the one who should leave. And I realize that. Like, I should, I'm the one who should get out of this situation. I can't expect everyone to believe what I believe, say how, or talk how I talk, act as I act. That's not what I'm looking for. My thing is like, hey, if 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 you respect me and I am comfortable enough to tell you, hey, th- I don't feel comfortable hearing this, then we should be under a common uh, agreement that, hey, this word is not not going to be used. And I think it I don't think it's just black people. I think if you think of gay people, I think if you think of women I think if you think of any other culture who has a a word that is that makes them upset or I don't even want to say makes them upset but is upsetting to that that group uncomfortable yeah. like I would never want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable so I would just ask people not to make me feel uncomfortable that's my only thing Yeah, and that's the main reason why I, I'm not going to say I never use it around you. I mean, like I said, when I'm around friends, I get comfortable, but we've had this conversation, what, about four or five years ago, where you, I'll basically all on the same thing and ask me not to use it around you. And since then, you know, made that conscious effort. Just it like honestly helps me don't realize who, <laughs> all right, again, I feel like this whole episode, I've been like a little bit emotional, but it made me realize like who my friends are 
and like and my uh, especially my best friends and who my just associates are because I tell everyone the same thing. It's not like I only tell this to certain people, but some people choose to follow it and some people choose not to. And that becomes like, hey, Brian, hey, be shocked. Hey, you have to figure out. <laughs> I don't want to put my name out there all the time, but <laughs> you got to figure out what, who are you going to be around and what are you going to accept? And if, if you're willing to accept this, then hey, they're always going to do it. If you're not, then damn it, stay away from the party, stay away from the function. Because they're having fun. You're the only one who's not. So you should not interrupt that fun. Um, and I've learned that uh, over my many, many years <laughs> on this earth. <laughs> many, many, many but years. I know it's I know I know it's a topic of conversation. And I think I just feel like we're such dope beautiful people as black people and we create we create words we create we create uh or transform technology we elevate fashion we are so dope everybody wants to follow after us well why do we have to take this one thing that is so hurtful to people that we all know and when I say that we all know them, talk to your grandparents, talk to your parents, talk to your friends who've been called that, and see the hurt in their eyes. Why do we have to take this one thing and try to make it our own? Why not just come up with something else? I guess that's my thing. I ain't mad at that. Right, yeah. Go ahead, wrap it up, there. Y'all got any little anything last minute? Hey, real quick. Now I just I just remember this. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, really, I should have said this earlier, but I'm gonna drink to you know our, our host here, Mr. Taylor May himself. Um, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, <laughs> you need to get on it. I'm just saying because <laughs> this guy right here, yeah, I'm gonna slice. I'm gonna slice him up. I'm talking up a little bit. But he's on the verge of something, something great, something that he's been he's been wanting for a long time, you know. And we've had these conversations about Twitter, you know, how people ain't giving him love, and people. Ron is hilarious. The funniest. He's funny. So I need y'all. I, know. Oh, I need funny. y'all to go. I need y'all to go peep these tweets, man. So he had a tw- he has a a tweet right now with the main man Gucci man, and. It has at least overnight. Was it nineteen k right now? Likes and tweet retweets and hey, if y'all, I'm not gonna lie. I've been looking at it throughout the day. So last looked at it before before we started recording, we were at fifty five thousand likes and twenty thousand okay. retweets. Groupies on deck, coming. They're coming. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know. No, no, no. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, let, I'm <laughs> just letting y'all know that. If you guys want to be cool and be on that, you know, I used to follow Ron before he got big. Now's the time. It's time now. So that's just my little blurb, my little uh, reaction to this to this week in the Twitter world from Mr. Taylor Maine himself. So 
Go ahead at him. Hey, I want I want to echo Conrad. Like Ron is the funniest person I know, and stuff's about to happen for him. And stuff is about to happen for Conrad. Don't give me such a big head. All right, Ron ain't shit. All right, Ron is the least funniest person I know. So (laughs) this is all luck. (laughs) Now you hurt. I'm excited. But anyways, hey, I hope y'all have a great weekend. Hopefully sunny and beautiful wherever y'all at. And hope y'all are drinking your water, drinking your beverages, whatever it is you're sipping on. But have a great weekend. Something real live is coming up in a couple of weeks, so stay woke. I'm just going to put that there. (laughs) Be ready, y'all. Peace out. Hey.